Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Julia, take it away. Dying. We have Kevin Costner with us. For the people at the State Fair sitting in front of us, can you give a big cheer for Kevin Costner? Kevin, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> we, are, we talked a couple years ago, and it was very memorable for me. You may have forgotten me, but we're so excited you're coming to Minnesota. You're going to be at the Grandstand this Friday night with your band, The Modern West. Can you tell everybody what to expect? Well, we play really loud, and um, (laughs) we play our own music, and uh, we're, it's a band I've had together for about 17 years, and we've played all over the world, and to be able to come up and play what I'm told is the biggest state fair in the country i said i'm pretty excited about that well we're excited to have you oh we really we really are and we are such huge fans you know of everything you do we love yellowstone you know who's warming up right now though in the grandstand no who tim mcgraw okay well there you go there you go he's going to be in the prequel to yellowstone he is yeah i know Uh, awesome and faith and faith's going to be there also I know. Are you pretty excited about the a prequel for Yellowstone? Well, yeah, I want to see what it is, <laughs> like everybody else. I believe it. Okay, so we're we've like gushed over you and found out every fact about you. But um, the number one music critic and the oldest newspaper music critic is John Bream, and he works in the Twin Cities here at the Star Tribune. And he told us about great shows that everyone should get excited about on the first day of the fair last Thursday, and he ranted and raved about what a great musician you are and what a great band you have and how you were a musician before you even became an actor. Yeah, well, I was, I was raised in the church, uh, and my mother and, and aunt and my grandmother, she was the choir director. So, you know, music was everywhere. I was trained classically on the piano. Um, but I did, uh, you know, I, I, I did uh, find my way, you know, into acting and uh but I just, uh, you know, I just never lost my love of music. Had a band in my 20s. And in fact, two of the guys that were in the band that people are going to see uh, were in my first band. And so I um, appreciate what he said about our band. We, we take a lot of pride in the music we write. We probably recorded over 100 songs. And, and um, I just try to make sure the cream gets to the top. And so we put out a big wall of music where it's uh, it's it's it's. It, everybody's excited about this this one coming up. The Tales from Yellowstone? Yeah, Tales from Yellowstone is something that I've done on two of the 
projects. A lot of the a lot of the songs that people will hear were written during the making of a lot of movies I did. But Tales from Yellowstone and actually uh, Hatfield and McCoys, I made what's called a concept record uh, on Hatfield and McCoys. Uh, it's called Famous for Killing Each Other, and I basically write about my feelings while I'm you know making that movie. I write about the characters. The band does the same thing. That's all steeped in Appalachian uh, style music. In Tales from Yellowstone, I do the exact same thing. I kind of write how I'm feeling. I start to write about the characters. We write musical cues that, you know, ambience music, and it helps me kind of get into the character. And if, and if the songs, um, you know, rise to a level that I think should be recorded, that's what we do. And so they kind of serve two purposes. One, to kind of help me remember you know, what it was I was doing or actually help inform me of how I'm actually, you know, acting and, and what the, what this time period's all about. So uh, Tales from Yellowstone has a lot of guys in the band singing, and it's, it's just a very, uh, it's a concept record, you know, and uh, three or four of those songs will find themselves into the set that we play um, uh, when, we, when we come there. And the rest of it, you know, is just new songs we've been writing, and um, I would imagine... With the audience, every song is going to feel like a new song, but they're friendly. They, uh, they're about something and, uh, and we think our lives are really similar to everybody else's out there in the audience and we hope that our music speaks out loud that way. Well, we are, we're thrilled. We're going to be joining you, and I hopefully we're going to sell some tickets. Um, so a lot of people from the Twin Cities are going to be joining you. Did I hear there's sort of a Q&A session during the concert or? Well, I, I think I've heard that, too. I'm kind of a passenger in my own life, but I think they're, they're, for some reason that some, they want, the audience wanted to, they wanted to have there be a Q&A, and uh, that's after the band plays uh, for about 45 minutes, I guess. Um, and, and then after that, I think they're going to play um, the, the movie Field of Dreams. So it's got, it sounds like it's a long night. So I... I you know, I hope people uh, see the band. I, if they, if they want to stick around, I think people are going to ask me some questions, and and then that's going to lead into uh, lead into the movie. I'm kind of probably play a little bit of a home movie in between the band finishing and setting up for that 45 minutes. So I'm gonna there's a special treat for anybody who sees kind of what it's like for me to be on a certain movie, a little bit of behind the scenes. So that's so cool. If you're just right now, I'm planning on showing that. So you just get a taste maybe of how my life works. Um, we, we really want a taste of it. Um, <laughs> Kevin, just kidding. Kevin, that <laughs> sounded so bad. I know. I didn't mean to make it sound so bad. Kevin, I have a question for you. What is the question that everyone asks you? What is the what? She's Qu so what lazy. Is, what is the question that everybody <laughs> oh. asks you that you always get asked? Yeah, well, people want to ask a lot about what's your favorite movie, and I and I'm uh, I have a lot, but I but what I really end up saying ultimately is the thing I'm kind of most proud of is that that my career doesn't revolve around a single movie. I would hate to think that when people come up to me, you know, it's always the 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 same movie. I'm glad that the movies I've done over my career speak out loud to people. So there's about 12, 14 movies that I that are going to come up uh, and sometimes I'm even surprised by another movie that, that I've done but I'm really happy that that the movies I've done you know speak to people and I almost never know what they're going to say but when they ask me my favorites really it's, you know it's 
like how do you talk about your kids you know right right well that's that's a nice way to put it because i bet everyone wants to know that okay so we were also touched when we actually watched the field of dreams baseball game what three weeks ago or something in iowa how was that experience well that i, I really appreciated major league baseball because uh uh, they wanted me to come. I, you know, I wasn't sure, but I said, look, if I come, can we play it silent? Can we deal with the mythology of the movie that 30 years later it is actually here? Which means, can we do this without words? Can we let the music take us to that place? And that's hard for television to give up that much time and have no talking, just be quiet. But they, they trusted me. And so when I came out of the corn, I know a lot of people were watching. And I had a lot of friends that were up in the stands. And about 20 seconds in, the audience started to get it. They started to say, he doesn't see us. He's not seeing us. And I so appreciated that that's what happened. And the music continued to play. And, and it played for another minute that way. And people began to have their own thoughts. And, you know, some of the hair started to stand up on the back of their necks. And when the players came out and there was still no talking, it wasn't anybody going, and now the players, it was not interrupted. People got a chance, this little movie that was made 30 years ago that talked about things that are so hard for fathers and sons to talk about. And all of a sudden were lodged in that place. And it was really beautiful. It was it was so touching, and what a great baseball game on top of it. The ending was unbelievable. That was just so much fun to watch. If you're just joining us, we're talking with Kevin Costner, and he's going to be here on Friday night at the Grandstand with um, his the Modern West Band. Teddy Morgan, I believe, is in your band, and he's from Minneapolis. Yeah, well, Teddy uh, is, um, you know, just just a, such a strength uh, of our band, and... Uh, He's 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 a beautiful guy, beautiful musician. He produces all of our records, and uh, he's an incredible guitar player. And it's just a privilege to be on stage with him as well as the other guys. Well, that's so nice. I know his family's listening, and I'm just making all that up right now, Kevin. But here here's the one. Me too. Me too. Teddy's <laughs> okay, a drunk. Good job. For, good job on both of our parts. Okay, so. My friends, I think so many people, we have been obsessed with Yellowstone. And we have been, you know, you took us through this COVID summer last year. And the, mm -hmm. so this summer, we're just waiting for it, waiting for it. I know we have to wait till November 7th for it. But how, and my family, our family lives in Bozeman. And you've done wonders for that city too, by the way. Um, what is that like being a part of such a hit on TV? Well, you always hope that whatever you do is... Um watch taken you know taken seriously i mean when we're kids you know it doesn't matter what we bring home from school it doesn't matter how good the painting is or how rotten it is your mom puts it on the refrigerator and what you do goes there regardless of anybody else likes it your mother loves it that's what makes moms the things that we just don't we just can't replace our moms and um, and the best moms they put it up even as bad as it is, they put it up there. But when you, you know, you, when you go to work professionally, you hope that the work you do, uh, people can walk away from it. They can dismiss it. They can not. And in this instance, um, the people have really rallied around the show, um, uh, and 
and it's because of the writing, and it's because of the, the what nature has given us, and you know the actors uh, are doing really well, and it's just it's just it's just well written, and it's our own little drama, and um, that take out there with a life that still is 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 happening. There's people still getting up before the sun, and going uh, going to bed long after it. Well, we it was such a um, what do you call it when it ends on a high note, Laurie? What is it called? An ending. The a, ending. The pinnacle? Of, no. Oh, for God's sakes. My Lori's worthless today. No, the, <laughs> you ended like on a, what is that called, Kevin, when you end something and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Thank you. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, you too. I can see where you're going with this next question. Can you? I can't give that up to you. So oh I hope people aren't disappointed. I hope they're just as thrilled as they have been with everything. So. Is there is there going to be a is like is this isn't the last season this season four is it? Oh, see, see, you're just coming at me from all different I, angles. I just well, can't believe it. Last and I can't I, tell if it's Lori or Julia. It's Julia. Julia. I'm it's the one Julia. that you've met before. You have a special place <laughs> with all of us. I'm sorry that it's me. <laughs> Listen, what what we all want to be in life, even the people watching, uh, listening, is we want to be surprised. I hope people are surprised when our band plays. I hope you're surprised when you watch the Yellowstone. I hope you're surprised and pleased at anything I make going forward. Because an audience is something I have on my shoulder when I decide to do something. And that's been since the beginning of my career. And uh, I know I'm making it for myself, but I understand that I'm not making it just for my mom. <laughs> okay. Well, I bet she loves your work too, though. Um, we... Uh, you, this has just been such a treat for us talking to you, um, you, Mr. Kevin Costner. And I hope you're not surprised when we come up on stage Friday night and uh, start asking you questions. <laughs> we won't. We won't, I promise. Okay, well, there's a bunch of security there, right? I know. We're going to... All right. Okay, We're in good. with the people. Um, <laughs> well, listen, make, make sure you do, to, both of you do come up and say hello. So we I will say hello. We would love it. so much time, and I do... Hope people come, and I, I'm, I promise we're going to play loud, and we're going to we're going to um, play the songs that mean something to us. Hopefully, they'll mean something to you. Well, we can't wait. We gotta go. Um, we are live at the Minnesota State Fair. Thanks, Kevin, Kevin. Costner. The and the Modern West tickets are available. Where you buy your tickets for the Minnesota State Fair? We are can't wait to meet you and see you and listen to you and just have fun with you on Friday night. Thank you for your time. Great. See you guys then. Okay, then. All right, this is Lori and Julia. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair. I'm just going to say smitten kittens, and we're going to be right back. Kevin, how are you? Hi, Julia. It's Oh, say that again. Hi, Julia. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi everybody, this is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I wanted to meet you forever. It's so nice of you to come in studio. Do you mind if I sit on your lap? <laughs> <laughs> Cozy up, girl. Kevin is just all right with me. He's more than all right. We, I hope everyone heard it because it was recorded. We were invited up on stage Friday night for That's the Kevin right. Costner <laughs> yeah. and Modern West Band. <gasps> we were sweating. You were twirling your hair and flirting <laughs> over the microphone and phone. All the people here saw you. Flipping your hair and leaning back, putting on lipstick. I mean, she was all but salivating. Oh, yeah. And then she shot me a glare when I dared ask one question, which I, I thought was that we got a good answer. I I'm like, you really don't want to ask anything. I, I, wanted, I didn't want you to ruin our date. And he gave a good <laughs> answer about he can't, you know, he has like 12 or 14 things right. that he can't name. Oh, my well, people gosh. Always We're talking about know. Kevin Costner. What is your favorite us? movie? So, you know, then people oh, don't have man. to ask that Friday night because now I know people are going to buy tickets. I just want you to know a couple fun facts about Kevin Costner because I did do a little research. We didn't find out till this morning at like... Oh, no, no, no. Last night... We, I got an email. Well, they wanted us to email him this morning at... To talk at 9 a.m. And we're like, nope, can't do it. I mean, are we divas? <laughs> and we're driving the bus home here last night thinking, of course, we could go into work at 9 a.m. and do it, but we too, were too lazy. <laughs> yeah, we so too I much said, work. So I just said, no, we can do it at in the three. afternoons. And then he said, um, okay, well, we can talk to you this morning at 1030. And I said, we do it, can do it from three to six. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he said, okay, what's number? And I'll get him at three. So yeah. I'm just like, whoa. Yes. She's uh, the executive senior producer oh, and the girl Grantie, Grantie. in charge of, uh, of, you know, locking it all down. But yeah. the, the one thing I want to say that I found out about him is, you know, he moved around a bunch he said his, you know, his grandmother was the choir director at the church, and they would move around a lot. And so he, the way he would fit in, because you moved a lot, around a lot as a kid, as an Air Force brat, he would do sports. So he's very athletic mm -hmm. and would do sports, and then started playing a guitar. Mm -hmm. But one thing that he has always had a kinship to is westerns. And so that's, you know, Dances with the Wolves, Hatfield. Dances with Wolves. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, he won... His directing award and right. one best picture, but he made a canoe and he actually paddled the Lewis and Clark expedition. I can't take it anymore. I'm already in love with oh, him. Oh no! And now you're telling and he us does more. All of his own horseback riding. He oh. worked at Disneyland. It's one of his first jobs. How he got into interested in acting is he ran, Richard Burton somehow. He ran into him, you know, Liz Liz Taylor and Richard Burton, and talked to him about acting. And, and Richard like, wow. said, you're a good-looking, tall man right. getting to acting. If you can ride horses and you can play guitar, you'll get hired right and left. He wasn't as taken as the, to the fact that Tim McGraw was playing tonight. Well, what's his connection to Tim McGraw? The prequel to Yellowstone oh. stars Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Yeah. He can't maybe can't tell us anything. He hasn't seen it. He's just executive producing right. Taylor Sheridan, who... Uh, created Yellowstone is also writing that show, and he. Do John people watch Duck, Yellowstone? Do you guys watch it? Bueller. You yeah. can watch it on Peacock um, streaming for if you get that. You could sign up for just the five ninety nine and watch the first three seasons. It's just good. And then it's Paramount in November, but it's a great show, and it left a huge cliffhanger. 
It didn't. With I couldn't character. think of that word. <laughs> his character. Pen, penultimate, you said. I said pinnacle because you were giving me a bad tip. You were I giving couldn't. me. We were getting an argument in front I of Kevin Costner. <laughs> And she's getting mad at me because I couldn't read the windmills of her mind and come up with the thing that she was badly describing. I asked you to help me with it. Oh, oh God. I know. That was, I'm just, we're memorable. I'm, I'm having like a reaction afterwards where right now I want to blush how silly I was. Oh, no, Julie. Oh. You're perfect. Oh, man. He had fun. We loosened him up. Oh, hey, no. oh. <laughs> look at all the. Plus, he's really good at giving interviews. Obviously, obviously, because I, I mean, John Dutton, his character on Yellowstone, the patriarch of the family. I sometimes describe Yellowstone as Sons of Anarchy and Bozeman. Yeah, because there's a lot of sex and violence mm-hmm. and intrigue and backstabbing. And, you know, everything I really love in a TV show, to be honest. Right. You yeah. know, he was on the cover of AARP. And um, I just want you to know, just a couple months ago, and one of the things that he said, in order for a movie or a TV show to be great, it has to have an emotional impact. He That's said a right. lot of film executives try to lessen that. But he says people want the experience of feelings. And yes. he won't go into anything without that. He gives us the feelings. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right, we are live at the Minnesota State Fair. Apparently, we talked to Kevin a little too long. And we're taking another break. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Laurie and Julia. Tim McGraw is only second to Dwight Yoakam as far as painted on jeans. Oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. I just love that look. I love that look so much. Do you You're remember? going to do... Go ahead, Grant. Do you remember those jeans he wore at Target Field? Those white jeans? They were as oh. tight as they could be. I don't even think they were jeans. You're right. They were probably were painted them. on. I, I'm <laughs> just having, him, I'm having talking. a... I'm having a flashback. Black, <laughs> or flash, flashback, whatever you call it. I mean, really. I just am a sucker for painted on jeans. You are. <sighs> okay. We're in recovery mode. We're yeah, okay. And I and hope Kevin breathe. Costner wears some tight pant jeans on... Uh, you know, pretty tight. He can wear, he's nice and tight. He's 67. I mean, damn. oh, it doesn't matter. His but voice. I he know. has got the But he, in his, his videos, he does wear jeans. And as John Dutton, Thank God. yeah, he does wear <laughs> he, Wranglers. He, he does. Yeah. Okay, so we stayed out here last night and um, after the fair for an hour or so. And I tried, because we haven't tried a lot of food. Julia, Speaking I. Of which. We kind of have a bone to pick with this oh, guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Who is, who is he? this? Who's this Who guy? Who is this guy? Um, oh, yeah. Does he on the morning show? On the morning show. And he may have a TV show. Mm. I don't know. We support him. We listen. We, we watch. Listen, we we watch. talked about his biscuits. We and talk about his biscuits all the time. Yeah. But, but every no. show has gotten the biscuits but our show. Yeah. We're, what does that mean? I don't know. Well, let's Jason? Talk, let's Jason speak it. He doesn't care. He's taking a nap, (laughs) and he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He has enough publicity. He wants us to walk down to the West End and get the biscuits. I think so. We would just love a little delivery. Wouldn't that be sweet? An afternoon pickup at, say, 4.30 when we're really kind of... Wouldn't that be sweet, Jason? Kind of hungry. Yeah. We're just lifting up your head, Jason, if you want to know. You're just sitting on my bosom. He looks like such a nice guy. He he does. Like, he would deliver biscuits to us. Doesn't it look like this guy would? But no. All right, we're going to turn you around and put you behind Grant. Yeah, he's in the hot seat. Uh-huh. Go to your room. Go to your room, Jason. <laughs> this is for all the YouTube followers. <laughs> the millions watching. Right. There's two. We're up to two today. Yeah. Two million. Okay, so the other thing, I tried this shashimi, shashimi, shashimi. Sashimi. Sashimi tacos last night. 
They're right over here. You know, there's food truck row right up past our booth here. Their little airstream and trucks. from um, Scenic Sixty One, the restaurant. Scenic Sixty One Cafe. Yes, and they were very, very good. Lori was hesitant because you don't you don't like it anyway. But I loved them. They were light. They were wonderful. It was a great thing if you didn't want something deep fried. Right. It was so perfect. It yeah. was just the perfect bite. So I recommend those. And then other than that, you know, we've drank the Diet Coke out here from the fountain and in a bottle. I love Quesadilla Junction. If yes. you have a state fair book, there's like right up the there's street where the for that. Uh, beer garden and vaccinations are happening on the north end. And I love Quesadilla Junction. They make an amazing grilled. Yes. And while you're up there, good. good Things is up there and they have yeah. shops in the Twin Cities. They have a lot of fun yeah. Minnesota stuff if people want to go up there. I like that end up there. What's that called again? The North End. Oh, way. Girl, it's where it's directions. It's where like little, the little, I don't know, years ago it's it was cool. baseball and little animals or something. And they that's still have the dog food. barn. Yeah. that They still have a little barn up there for yeah. something. I don't know what it is, though. Okay, so the Doobie Brothers were last night. They were last night. I felt like there were some good reviews and some mixed reviews. Well, it was a low-energy first hour is what I'm reading between the lines between Ross Rayla and John Bream, who's celebrating his 46th year of covering music for the Star Tribune. Today? Yeah, today. Cheers, John. September first, nineteen seventy-five. They're raising their glass for you. He's the longest-running music critic in the United States. Yeah, so he's covered everybody. I mean, he's talked to everybody, and um, so he was the one that gave us the heads up on Kevin Costner. Yes, he said his band is so so good. So John Bream writes that. um, So you know, the Doobie Brothers had a Vegas residency, and that was canceled. before the pandemic struck, it was called off early last year because Tom Johnson, the first lead singer, got right. COVID. Okay. So they did like two shows. Michael McDonald, they came out and they said uh, that Michael McDonald wasn't feeling well. He's recuperating and isolating. We hope to have him back in a week or so. It's what's happening these days. So he had a, he had a, they have a COVID protocol. So even though he was double vaccinated, he got a breakthrough case and just felt, you know, crappy. And then protocol would also say, you can't you're not go. traveling right. with the band right. because you've tested positive. And that was so. the first time I heard that, that there was a COVID protocol officer. officer. They have him on movie sets. I just I saw never it. heard of that. It's a new term. I just saw in Parade Magazine, the ones that are COVID protocol officers for movie companies, they make $175,000 a year, which I was like, wow, I could be super could bossy and testy same. for that kind of dough. But same. And that's because we have the intimacy Coordinator. Coordinators now and the protocol inspectors. The or COVID, COVID protocol. Wow. Or com- protocol compliance person. All right. When they have this many moving parts and a lot of money yep, involved. Yep, yep. So they explained that. And then. Um, well, the reason it was started out slow was it was heavy Michael McDonald songs were supposed to be at the beginning of the yeah, show. But because he couldn't perform, they had to kind of. Phil. Vamp. So nobody But knew. I guess people loved it at the yeah. end, and it was a good night. I think people had fun. Yeah, they, they rocked it at the end, rocking down the highway, long train running, China Grove, Jesus is just all right. I mean, they just... So I think people had fun, but they did... John Bream did say that it was... Uh, there were probably 2,000 refunds yeah. given yesterday when the news broke at 4.15 that, that he wasn't coming. he wasn't going to be joining them yeah so so it was like a twelve thousand person crowd and tonight i think tim mcgraw pretty pretty sold out yes 
Yes, and we'll learn more about him in a minute. What else do we need to know? Well, you watch Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, my God. Naked volleyball, you guys. I mean, I got to say, I was like, okay, this is your first date. So last night's I episode. I can't imagine going can you on imagine? a first date and playing topless volleyball. Oh, no. So Please. first, Becca, Becca comes back, and they're making such a Becca huge, from Minnesota. Yeah. Why? Because a bachelor or bachelorette, a lead, has never stooped to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, so she okay. was the first. Because it's usually the people who didn't get chosen. And yeah, need, it's all the rejects. The it's okay. all the rejects. And so they, she, you know, they made a big deal. She had a beautiful dress on, and I mean, they had a rose ceremony. And did block- she like anyone? Uh, she gave a pity rose to some guy who's twenty six. She's thirty two. I mean, she's going to move on. There's better people there, but it's a lot for your eyes to take in. I think when you walk into that resort, right? And they're all just sitting around, you know. And so this gal named Tia, who's Southern and really quite darling, she was with Colton Underwood at Bachelor in Paradise, and he broke up with her when, you know, he said, I know we've been kissing and making out and everything, but I like guys. Did he actually say that? I can't remember. They showed a clip of her hysterically crying to set up her story. Okay. So she comes in and she, um, there's this guy, Kenny, his claim to fame is he walked, came into Bachelor in Paradise, buck naked. Wow. Tattoos. Wow. Ripped from head to toe and apparently pretty impressive, you know. Yes. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's his claim, but he's 40. So he's the oldest. I mean, you know, they, they got 25 and 23 year olds here. So. He's the oldest, but he's really... Why do you like it? Why do I like it? Because I just like all the tomfoolery and making out and silliness. Did you like Lance Bass? Yeah, he's pretty good. But uh, Kenny gets a first date with Tia, and they're walking down the beach, and two chicks and a guy are walking towards them with volleyballs. volleyballs, And she goes, oh, God, I hope we're not going to play volleyball. I'm a terrible athlete. They start taking off all their clothes, they take off all their clothes, and now they're just wearing the black bars that the TV people have given them. <laughs> and um, Those don't cover much in real life. Yeah, but they cover <laughs> everything you want to see. And um, and then they're like, oh, we need to take off. I'm like, are they going to take off their clothes on a first date? Well, Kenny, he came in naked. You know, he's very uh, an exhibitionist. He took off his clothes. Tia took off her top, and they tried to play volleyball um she was absolutely terrible but i think they bonded quite a bit that's a really bonding uh first date experience apparently playing naked volleyball well on the other bad tv side of the tv were those housewives in new york city where there was nothing to do so they wore glitter on their breasts and took off their tops i feel like the people they're desperate it was the finale last night it was filler ratings well no that that's all they had was this party, you know, it was, I mean, it's over. Yeah. It, this, the worst season the in worst New York season ever. ever in New York is over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Bachelor in Paradise was very entertaining I deleted for me. both of mine last night. Well, and then, and then. Tennis was entertaining. Joe the Grocer. Oh, yeah, I, we liked him. So, those Bachelor in Paradise people, they work just as hard maybe as Chris uh, Jenner when it comes to devil spinning. They bring back a girl he met. In Bachelor in Paradise, and they had a two-year relationship, and they've been broken up for a year, and they brought her back. Oh, way to stir the pot. Right. And they still have feelings, but she walked up to him and said, 
Hi, butthead. And I just thought, this is a doomed relationship. That is not a nice nickname for your guy. <laughs> if that's your bedroom name, okay. But, like, don't say it out loud. You just sound like a dink. All right, look at the time. Okay. There we go. These two buttheads are leaving. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. We're live at the Minnesota State Fair. This is Lori and Julia. We are... Our, our show is being sponsored by Hammernecks Interior Solutions. And, of course, we're on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. We'll be right back. We're just sending our friend off for a burger. And we, Midway Men's Group burgers are the best deal here at yeah. the fair, aren't they? I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Midway. $3. Yeah, $3.50 for the cheeseburger. Yeah. Three for a hamburger. And the tater top place right next to it, right up here by Kitty Land, is very good, too. Yes? Yes. Okay. Okay, so I got to tell you, this yes. U.S. Open, if anyone was wondering what all the rich people were doing last night, they were at this fancy gala uh, at, in, in New York City for the U.S. Open. So Mike Tyson was there, Anna Wintour, Vera Wang, Gail King, Lindsey Vaughn. Billie Jean King, they were all at this gala. Okay, yes. And the highlight was the co-host, Alec Baldwin, and you said you saw him in the stands. Oh, yeah, I did. He adopted an Inspector Clouseau-like French accent and started auctioning off a Paris French Open 2022 package. So here's what you got. Okay. Round-trip travel on a private Gulfstream G650 jet. Wow. Sweets. Right there, I'm out. Yeah. Sweets <laughs> at the Ritz in Paris. Wow. And, of course, tickets to the show, you know, to the, yeah, the to French the Open. To the matches. And he started the bidding at $100,000. He was very funny, apparently. Yes. And he sold the package for the highest price they've ever gotten in gala history, $250,000. That would be a dream. Is that unbelievable that, or what? That would be a dream. So He's a huge tennis follower. He's a huge supporter of tennis. So then they immediately said, because oh. there was a bidding war, they added another package just on the spot. That's and what sold, they do. For, sold another one for, for 250000 and um so, anyway, it was like they were... That's so fun, Lori. I know it, isn't it? They well, had the cast of Moulin Rouge I, open it I up. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So but That was opening night. So, two nights ago, that okay. went down. Yeah. Okay. The Moulin Rouge, um, the guy in the Moulin Rouge on Broadway, because it was on Broadway for nine days before it closed down for COVID, and Broadway is all opening up in September 24th or something like that. Um they, um, the guy is really great. Yeah. The woman I, that plays the Nicole Kidman part, I didn't feel like her voice was as strong, but maybe it, she was just off. Yeah. But so last night, um, Joe, what's his name? Djokovic. Yeah. Djokovic played tennis against this young unknown guy from the Netherlands. Was it cute? Darling. Okay. But when I turned it on, so he had won one set and, um, I think Novak won two. 
but the guy had, you know, the kid had just won one, but he started to cramp. Oh, was this the guy called Rune? And yeah. they thought people yeah. were booing him? Yeah. It's like the first time I saw Bruce Springsteen. I'm like, why are they booing him? But they're yelling, Bruce. But people are thinking it's boo. And so Novak, they were yelling, Rune. They were, and they, Novak thinks he's very sensitive because people always would cheer more for Roger Federer. Or for Nadal. It's yeah. just the way it is. And so he has a chip on his shoulder for the support from people. But he's, he is an amazing tennis player. He just says he's, he's going to beat them all. He's going to take away every record. Um, they're all tied right now, but he's going to win this thing. Mm-hmm. But so this Rune kid is having cramps. And his mom is in the stands. So you're just watching this kid try to work through cramping like you've never seen it. And John McEnroe is, you know, doing Explaining. the color. He's like, I've never had cramps. I never had him when I'm playing. I've had him other places. I never had him when I'm playing. And the other guy goes, so they're trying to give him all this advice. Is he's just sitting there and the pain in his face and everything. And his mom is like, kind of, keep going. You know, yeah. you're not giving up. You're on the national stage in primetime at the U.S. Open playing against yeah. the world's best Play through the cramp. Play, Play through, through the cramp. So he got, he just started to go downhill. But I was, I was so sad to watch this kid, his, you know, big night. Yeah. And then he's just cramped up, cramped, 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 cramped. Nothing you can do. What's happening with with the Cheatsy Pa? Um, the the, the you, cheater. I was right, Lori. He was in the bathroom for eight minutes. And what everyone has decided is that... He's texting his dad? No, what everyone decided is that they need to change the rules. They're too vague about how much time you get to go to the bathroom. Because you could just change someone's... Comfort break, Julia. Yeah. It's a comfort well, break. Whatever. Yeah, so he uses to it, it to cheat. And apparently this is like a thing. Yeah, I, I don't know anything else. And I don't know who won the matches today because I'm taping them all. I'm, so. I'm not looking. Okay. So I have no... I can't tell you. So we don't know anything. You. We don't know anything that's going on. Okay. Well, here's something that's going on. I don't suppose you ever read D.H. Lawrence, Lady Shatterley's Lover. Shatterley's Lover, no. The book? Yeah, the book. The red one. Yeah. The red copy. Yeah, did you ever read it? No. Okay. Well, people maybe read it like in college or English class. Yeah, I mean, we've all heard of it. Yes, we've got D.H. Lawrence. I think, I don't know if it's what the claim to fame because I can honestly say I never read the book either. Oh, that surprises me. Well, it's right in your wheelhouse. I think it got a while to get hot. It wasn't like the story of O, which got dirty fast. Okay, when you, know? you have to wait past page 10 right. for something it's too long in a dirty book but okay. okay so emma corin who played princess diana in season four of the crown yes she is going to be playing in this adaptation and apparently it's going to be bridgerton like oh fantastic it's going to be heavy on the sex and costumes and I've never read the book. I don't even know what it's about. Yeah, well, it's going to be Emma Corrin. Sure, well, and then we know that. Jack O'Connell. People know him from Skins and also Unbroken. Okay, yes, I remember that him. That kid. Yeah, he, he's beautiful. He's beautiful. And um, so the book was published in 1928. It wasn't available in the UK until the 60s. And this was in part... Where was it... To the in the U.S., I okay. think uh, it was explicit comment. You know, it was too explicit for the times. I don't know. It sounds good to me, but I never read the book, so I don't know what the uh, big explicit thing that they did. And I think it might have to be uh, to do with going downtown. No, Lori. On Lori, a lady, Lori, stop. I, I'm Lori. The big it's Lady Chatterley's lover. She's probably married, and it's her affair. I don't even know. 
I'm well, just no, saying, but, but then the ex- you make up that you go so far no. as to make up that it's about going downtown. It's it, like such I, a stretch. I think that's what Do it was you really first think written that's about. In the book? Yeah, I need someone to back me up. Does anyone know what she's saying? Yeah, does anyone I agree with her? I Where? think she's making it the, all up because I the, love it that you would just make up here. that. There was a caller that just called in that was talking about the particular book, and what it's very well known for is a sex scene. Oh, Lori's right. Down south, not your typical sex scene. It's very Uh, graphically written, and I guess if you read those two pages, it's pretty funny to read. It's very. Lori, you're right. I hate it. Grant, (laughs) I'm turning your head around. I'm in timeout. No, that was just what I I think I remember. I feel like you made that up. No, that that was what, it had never been written. We hadn't had that. In 1928. Well, we hadn't ever seen it, and it was like the first book to. All right. And that's why it was such a hoo-ha, and it remains famous, and they probably discuss it in college. Sure. English, but anyway, they're going to make an adaptation, and they're thinking of Bridgerton, where they're really going to go to the period of time that it was set in and beautiful costumes. But give the people what they want. But giving the people what right. we want. We don't right. want we don't want a you know a sheet and a turned shoulder or a, <laughs> a head over the head just and a nice smile and a cigarette. You know, we want we want more. We want action. We want action. We want <laughs> We want action. We saw that one. You know the one Sex Life? Yeah. Mm. I was talking to some other people about that recently. And did they like it? Yeah. Yeah. Loved. I mean, yeah. What's not to like? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is not to like. Grant, have you watched that yet? Sex through the female gaze. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not yet. No. Still, All right. still well, on the you, list. I'm sure you'll tell us when you do. Yes. All right. We are live at the Minnesota State Fair. This is Lori and Julia. We're going to take a quick break. We have another great, great guest today at 430, and we're giving away some stuff at 430. So stay with us. This is Lori and Julia. My talk.